So there was once a, a man, and he, was, uh, he had been married for 50 years. He had just celebrated his 50th wedding anniversary with his wife, and he was speaking with a young man who had just got married, and he wanted to know, what's the secret? How do you make it last? And the older man said, well, you know, I don't know that there's really just one secret to make it work. He said, but one thing that I would tell you to do is you want to be intentional to take her to do the things that she loves. That's what worked for me. He said, my life... My wife loves international travel. She loves to travel. He said, so I was intentional with that. He said, in fact, for our fifth wedding anniversary, I took her to Beijing, China. And the young man said, wow, that, you know, that's so amazing. That's really cool. He said, what'd you do for your 50th wedding anniversary? And the man said, well, I went back and I picked her up. <laughs> <laughs> Husbands, if you're laughing at that, don't look at your wife right now. Stay focused, look at the stage, and it'll pass. Uh, <laughs> so we're entering into this new series, and it's called Hello, My Name Ends. And as Pastor Josh talked about, we are discussing some of the names of God. Now, I want to kick this off with a question. How many of you have ever experienced a great spiritual breakthrough when you found out who God is to you, anybody? Now, I'm not talking about just, you know, the Sunday school answer that, well, he's the creator and he rules over everything and he judges fairly. Yes, he does all of that. But I'm talking about those moments where God shows up in your life. And it's almost as if a light bulb switches on and you go, wait a minute. Oh, my goodness. He died for me. He loves me. He is my healer, my deliverer, my savior, my ever-present help in the time of need. That's who he is to me. When we have those moments, it is revolutionary to our faith. It changes the way that we see God. So in this series, that is exactly what we're talking about. We are studying the Jehovah names of God. When we look in the Old Testament in the Hebrew language, there are several names for the Lord that are prefaced with Jehovah. There are more than five, but we're looking at the five main ones that we see throughout the Old Testament. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sabbat, and Jehovah Shalom. We're looking at these, and we're going to study some Hebrew and some Greek, and we're going to dive deep but the ultimate goal is that you will see these, you will see how God manifests himself in your life, and you will understand how he is Jehovah to you. He is Jehovah to each and every one of us personally. And week one, if you're taking notes, which if you're not generally a note taker, I would challenge you to start with this series. It's not too early in the year for a New Year's resolution, right? We're not even two months in. Take a resolution and try taking some notes with this series if you're able to, because God is going to speak a lot of things, and it's a lot of information, and I just believe there will be so much life change that takes place through this. Week number one in Hello, My Name Is, is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. Is anyone thankful that the healer is in this place with us today? He is here. Uh, I know your bulletin says Jehovah Jireh. We switched it up a little bit because Pastor Josh was out of town. Today is Jehovah Rapha. Now, first, I just want us to take just a few seconds and understand that name, Jehovah. For me, it's one of my favorite names of God in the Bible because when we translate it, it literally translates to I am or the one who is. 
Now, the reason that's powerful is that right off the bat today, we can establish that God is telling us in here that he is not one of the healers. He is not a way to healing. He is not the maybe healer or the sometimes healer. He is the healer. But what, no, he is the one who heals. At the very core of his nature, God is telling us that he is our healer. Jehovah, I am your healer, Jehovah Rapha. Would you open up to Exodus chapter 15 if you have your word today? We're going to go all the way to Exodus 15, and we're going to start in verse 23. Now, the significance here and why we're starting way back in the book of Exodus is that this is actually the very first instance that Jehovah Rapha was used in the entire Bible. So right here in Exodus, we don't see it any in Genesis or the first 15 chapters, but right here, the very first time God reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. And I believe it's very intentional that he did it in this way. Verse 23, this is New King James Version. He says, now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah, and the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Now, do you know what God had just brought the Israelites through literally a couple chapters before? He had led them out of slavery He had led them through the parted Red Seas and then swallowed up and destroyed their enemies. And immediately afterwards, they're complaining. You ever think God just kind of sits up in heaven sometimes and just rubs his eyebrows? (laughs) Any of y'all ever just rub your eyebrows at your kids? You ever think God does that to us? He's like, why did I agree to never destroy them with the flood again? Just one more time, right? Uh, So they're complaining. And so it says, verse 5, so Moses cried out to the Lord, And the Lord showed him a tree, depending on the translation, it may say a limb or a stick. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. They were drinkable. There he made a statue and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. And he said, listen to this, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and you do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought out on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. The very first time in the Bible, I am Jehovah Rapha. So let's have a a little bit of a recap of what just happened right there. First, the Israelites complained. Then Moses, through God, saw this stick, threw it into the waters, and an insane, crazy, miracle was performed that defied all logic. And then God told them, he said, hey, do you see what just happened? Did you see what happened? I made a way even when it made no sense. And the word I believe, don't miss what God is saying to us today, church, because God is saying that if we will follow him, if we will obey him, even when it makes no sense, even when it spits in the face of logic, Even when it defies our feelings, he will make a way because he is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Now, are you saying, Pastor Jordan, are you saying that if I follow him and obey him, then I'll never get sick and, you know, I'll I'll never get like a a sneeze or a cold or anything like that. I'll never stump my toe. How many of y'all know it's the worst when you stump your toe, right? You have to call the tow truck. 
That was bad. <laughs> now move on, move on. That never happened. I never said that. Uh, so so are, are you saying that when, all, when you know, I follow him, I'll never have these problems because he's Jehovah Rapha, my healer? No, that's not necessarily what I'm saying because in order for us to understand the Lord who heals, first we have to understand the meaning of Jehovah Rapha. So anybody in here ready for a little lesson in Hebrew? That's everyone's favorite thing, right? A lesson in Hebrew. I won't take too long, but, but we're going to take literally just a minute or so to understand what this means and how we translate it. Uh, has anyone ever heard a preacher or a teacher say that the Bible was written in a different language? You know, it was written in Hebrew, Greek, some parts Aramaic. Uh, and have you ever heard someone say that, well, it was written in a language that had way more words, biblical words, than what the English language has so we can't really translate it and understand it to its fullness in English. Anybody ever heard that said before? We hear it all the time that we can't understand it because we don't have as many biblical words in the English language. So what if I told you that yes, that is true? That is true particularly in the New Testament. The Greek language had far more biblical and spiritual and godly words than what we have today. But what if I said that the Hebrew language actually had less. Most people don't know this, that in Greek, yes, there are far more. The Hebrew had far less. I'll give you an example to show you. Most uh, um, theologians agree that ancient Greek had about 60 to 70,000 words. Some even say closer to 80,000 words. The Hebrew had about 7,000. That's, I know, 7,000 versus 70,000. So believe it or not, sometimes when we translate the words that were written in Hebrew, when we translate them today, we actually have more definitions and more understandings in the English language in some scenarios. Jordan, where are you going with this? I feel like I'm in school. I didn't come here for an English lesson. Here's what I'm saying with this. When we translate those words, Jehovah Rapha, today, it is not only interpreted in one way with one meaning. When we understand Jehovah Rapha, it can be interpreted in multiple ways. Meaning, here it is, y'all get ready for it. Meaning that God the healer brings his people healing in more ways than one. God the healer manifests himself as our healer, not singularly, but plurally, if that's a word, I believe it is. <laughs> He manifests himself not only as God, the healer of this, or the healer of cancer, or the healer of our land, or of the nation. God is not limited by anything. He is Jehovah Rapha, the healer, endlessly as he sees fit, no matter the circumstance. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. So as we dive into these points today, what we're going to look at is three manifestations of Jehovah Rapha, the God, our healer. We're going to look at three different ways that he is our healer, that he is Rapha to us, even though there's only the one Hebrew word, we're going to understand it three ways how he brings us healing. And yes, it will be backed up with scripture if anybody's still kind of doubtful on the things I'm saying. Point number one, if you're taking notes, manifestations of God, the healer, he is the healer of the broken. Jehovah Rapha, 
the healer of those who are broken. As a sub-point underneath that, you can write if you're taking notes again, because that word broken is, is sort of broad, and you may say, well, how exactly do I interpret that? You can write this down. He is the healer of the brokenhearted. He is the healer of the mentally broken. And he is the healer of the exhausted and the discouraged. So let's, uh, let's look at Old Testament scriptures. And let's look at actual examples where the word Jehovah Rapha was used in this context as the healer of the broken. We're going to look at Psalm 147, verses 2 through 3 in the New King James Version. It says, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the what? The brokenhearted. And he binds up their wounds. He is Jehovah Rapha to the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Jonah 2, verses 5 through 7 says this. Jonah 2, 5 through 7 says, The waters surrounded me even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went to the moorings of the mountains. The earth had its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have lifted up my life from the pit. O Lord my God, Jehovah Rapha, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayers went up to you into your holy temple. Jehovah Rapha does not only refer to the God who heals of sickness, although yes, it refers to that. He is also the God who sees you at your most broken and your most discouraged, your lowest point, and he steps in and he provides you healing and restoration from your brokenness. Is anyone thankful that we serve that kind of God today? Amen. So I want you to ask yourself right now, does any of this apply to me? Because sometimes as church people, we, we feel the need to put on a show that we're all good. In reality, what's crazy is we should be the first ones to admit that we're not okay because without Jesus, we'd be nothing. But we have this weird need to act like we're okay. So I want you right now to genuinely examine your life and ask, does any of this apply to me? You don't have to answer out loud. But is my heart weary? Have I been disappointed have I been hurt? Maybe straight up attacked? Am I struggling? Is my heart broken? If the answer is yes, he is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. Ask yourself this, is my mind exhausted? Mentally, I am worn out. I've got stress on top of stress on top of stress or worry or fear or pressure from every different angle. My mind is racing all the time, and I feel like I'm a slave to my thoughts. If that is you, he is your healer. And maybe some of you out there, you're just exhausted, and you are discouraged. Maybe you're saying, I got nothing. I'm empty. I've done it all. I've tried it all. I have nothing left to give. If that is you, he is Jehovah Rapha your healer. And if that is you, I'm here to tell you that there is hope because Jehovah Rapha will manifest himself in your life as the healer of brokenness. I'm going to end this point right here by giving you two ways that if you are dealing with brokenness, if you are dealing with some of these issues, two ways that we move towards healing. 
All right, letter A, the first way we move towards healing, letter A, is we determine the root. Determine the root. There are certain things that I will repeat shamelessly in my messages. A lot of you know this. If I said it last week, I don't care. I'll say it again this week because I consider it that important. One of them is Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Another one is the devil doesn't take us miles at a time. He takes us an inch at a time. And another one that I say is that when we're seeking healing, especially deliverance and freedom in our minds and our souls, the key is that it is not a fruit issue. It's a root issue. It is not a fruit issue It's a root issue. For anyone in there maybe not understanding, you know, I was a youth pastor for almost five years, and I still like to be a little bit visual, so I'm going to be a little bit visual. Let's imagine, say, that you have an apple tree in your yard, and you want it gone. You're you're tired of it. You don't want to look at it. You want this thing gone. You're sick of dealing with it. I don't know why you would want to destroy an apple tree. Maybe you're like Pastor Josh, and you get some kind of sick uh, pleasure out of cutting down trees. I don't, <laughs> he loves cutting down trees, y'all. I don't know what it is. But you're sick of it. You say, I- I'm, I'm done with this apple tree. I don't want it here anymore. So you go out and you pick all your apples, right? You get all your apples and you gather them together and, and all the ones from the ground and, you know, all the ones that were in the tree and everything like that. And you get them all together. And then what do you do? You just Right? And you beat it. (laughs) He said, and I'm the one who hates the trees. (laughs) And you do everything you can, right? And you try and you try and you beat it all to a pulp. And you say, man, I did something good. Look at this. I destroyed it. I addressed the fruit. And then you turn around and that tree is still just as alive and just as healthy as it ever was. And you go, well, what happened? (laughs) I addressed the fruit, right? I I destroyed the fruit. Why, Why isn't the tree dead? Because if you are seeking healing from brokenness, the trick is to stop addressing the fruit and kill it at the root. That tree will not die until it is addressed at the root. Are you starting to understand what I'm saying? That in your spiritual life, that you have to seek out the root of what is taking place and allow Jehovah Rapha to deliver you from it once and for all. Listen, this may blow some of your minds because it blew my mind. Did you know that things like anger, things like sadness or bitterness Things like exhaustion and stress and worry and fear and discouragement. Did you know all of those are what's called secondary emotions? Meaning they come from something deeper. They are not primary. They are secondary. It is a root issue, not a fruit issue. And there is something powerful when we begin to go before Jesus and we say, Lord, I'm broken and I got issues in my mind and my heart and my spirit and I've worried about the fruit so much, but I'm done with that, Lord. I am surrendering it to you. Show me the root so that I can be entered into healing and freedom from this once and for all. If you'll take this challenge with me, God will blow your mind with the stuff he begins to show you. (laughs) 
I know it because a couple of years ago as I was studying deliverance, I went through it. I'm telling you, some of you, you think your problem is, pick one of those out of a hat. You think your problem is anger, right? And oh, I'm just an angry person. You start praying for God to show you the root, he will take you back to your childhood and things that you never even realized that you didn't get healing from. Some of you, you think your battle is with your kids or with your spouse or with your coworkers. And well, if they would just do this, then this wouldn't happen. God is going to show you that your battle is spiritual, that the root goes so much deeper. And first, you have to address this. Some of you, you think your problem is you're tired and exhausted because of work or the kids or because my mattress isn't comfortable enough. God is going to show you that your problem is you're not spending time in his presence being refreshed and refilled. So how can the rest of your life be refreshed and refilled? I could go on for eight hours and never get to your thing because each of us has unique brokenness we've dealt with and each of us has different roots that this comes from. So I'm not going to try to guess yours, but take this challenge with me this week. If you've got brokenness to pray and say, Lord, where is this coming from? Show me the root of this, not just the fruit, so that I can receive healing. And then letter B, when you're seeking healing from brokenness, is to let Jehovah work. So if you find your roots and if you go through all this of God revealing all these things, but you never surrender it to the healer, did it do you any good? No, we are not Humpty Dumpty. We can't put ourselves back together. <laughs> we have got, oh, I guess all the king's horses and men try to put them together. I don't remember it so well. But we are not designed to fix ourselves. When God begins to show you some roots, when he shows you the doors you opened, the pain you've dealt with, the things in your life that you didn't even realize were there, surrender it to Jehovah Rapha and let him heal you of it once and for all. He manifests himself as the healer of the broken. Point number two, he manifests himself as the healer of our bodies. Our physical healer, Jehovah Rapha. Now, for some reason, when you talk about the Lord healing emotional and spiritual problems and mental things, people are mostly okay with that. Praise the Lord, that's awesome. When you start talking about physical healing, people start to kind of clam up. They get a little bit nervous. <laughs> Some people don't even believe that it exists. They don't even believe that it can happen in today's world. They believe it died with the disciples. And I don't know where some of that came from. I'm not fully sure why we're so afraid of it. But I am here to tell you that the Bible clearly states that God manifests himself as Jehovah Rapha, our physical healer. All right, we're going to look at Psalm verses 103, 2 through 3. And again, this is an instance of the actual word Jehovah Rapha in the Bible. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and he healed all of my disease. The Lord is the healer of our bodies. And I could take another eight minutes or so to tell you all about this, but there's something a little bit different between just hearing it and knowing it and actually seeing how it happened. So at this point, I'm gonna invite Stephanie up to the stage. Stephanie, you in here? Hey, can you give her a hand as she's coming up here? So we're gonna hear just a, a quick testimony of how the Lord is Jehovah Rapha, 
our healer. And I have some questions I'm going to be asking you, Stephanie. So first off, you're not nervous at all, right? (laughs) Hey, y'all, this is tough to get up here and do this on the stage. Can we give her some love and support as she is sharing her testimony? You got this. Okay, so I know it's a lot, but just kind of briefly, tell us about some of the health problems that you had gone through a couple months ago. Well, actually, it was like a month ago. And um, so I had a massive heart attack. I got COVID and had a massive heart attack. And um, I'm just going to tell you that uh, while I was hurting at home, I was in the bed, and I kept feeling like I couldn't breathe. And I kept seeing a vision, and I know this sounds crazy, but I kept seeing my lungs. And you know how when you wring out a towel, the water, it just keeps getting more and more, you know, the water squeezing out. And I kept seeing that, and I kept seeing it, and I kept seeing it, and I thought it was weird. And I called Ricky, and he's like, you're being dramatic. You're not dying. You're not, there's nothing wrong. If you need to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. But I said, I'm dying. I, can, I know I'm dying. And I got to the hospital, and I was having a massive heart attack. And the doctor said, if I wouldn't have got, if I would have gotten there moments later, I would have died. So I was in the hospital in ICU. I was there six days. They tried to do a heart cath on Friday. My heart wasn't stable enough. Sunday, y'all prayed. Josh, y'all prayed out loud for me. I watched online Sunday night. Um, well, I'm getting it all out of order. You're good. You're okay, good. I'm so, just gonna... Yeah. No, I don't mean. I don't want to stop you. So just to recap, she had this major heart attack. You had smoked for how many years as well? For over 20 years. Keep going. You're good. Okay. I'm better just telling it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. So um, Sunday, or I've had the heart cath on Monday, and. The doctor came in after, and he said, you have a beautiful heart. There's no plaque. There's no uh, restriction. There's nothing. I mean, it was just beautiful. And he said, you never smoked in your life. And I said, no, I've smoked for over 20 years. I said, but I quit smoking almost, you know, a month and a half ago, you know. And he's like, he just was in disbelief that I had ever even smoked. So come to find out, I went to ladies' lunch last week. And I was sitting there talking to Hillary, and um, she said, I was telling them that I feel so bad. They sent me home on seven different medicines, three blood pressure pills, all this stuff, and that was just protocol. And I was at this lady's lunch, and I was telling them, I don't think I need this medicine. I think God's healed me, but but the doctor says I have to take it, and it makes me feel so bad. I just, I'm feeling so bad. I feel like I can't even function. Well, Hillary said, because you're healed. She said, Mandy Bell came up, and they prayed on Miracle night, which was that Sunday night before I had the heart cath. And she said, I prayed for complete healing of your heart, that you would have a young, healthy heart, beautiful heart. That's the doctor's words. I had a beautiful heart. That you would have no residual of smoking ever, that there would be nothing showing that you ever smoked. That was a doctor's word on Monday. So I was getting confirmation at this lady's lunch, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have, God really did heal me. And I just had chill, I had goosebumps, and I was like, I cannot believe that I've, I mean, it, this was confirmation for me. Well, there was another lady there, and she said, look, I guess she was a nurse, and she said, don't stop taking your medicine, because I said, I'm not ever taking it again, and she said, don't stop taking your medicine, because, you know, it's protocol, and just see your doctor first. So that night, I took my medicine, and I got so sick. I, I was sick. I, I couldn't sleep. I thought I was having another heart attack. I couldn't breathe. And I prayed it through. The next morning, I took the kids to school, went to the emergency room, because the doctor was still closed, went to the emergency room, 
And the doctor said, I was telling him what all about the heart attack, and, he's, and they did tests, they did an echocardiogram, they, they ran all kinds of tests, blood work, and he said, you never had a heart attack. I said, yes, I did. I was in the hospital a month ago for six days, and I see you. He's like, well, you have a very healthy heart. Do not take that medicine. You do not need that medicine. You are healed. All right, so Stephanie, when you told me your testimony on Wednesday, we're going to end it out with this. Um, you had said something that you may not even remember. You remember it. She had told me, she said, I'd never had a miracle in my life before, and I didn't even think I could get one. I didn't consider myself worthy. Take just a few seconds to speak to the hearts in the room that feel that same way, that are waiting, that haven't received. Give them some encouragement to end us out. So I've been going through so much stuff in the last six months, five months, and I felt so unworthy. And so I know God loves me, and, and I know that he loves each and every one of us, but sometimes we just feel like life's issues and problems, and it just makes us feel low, and Satan gets in and tells us this and that. And, you know, um, even before this, I, I, I was Satan was at me. I had to pray with Jordan through the week because I felt like that, that – you know, maybe I really wasn't healed or whatever, but God is so good. And if he healed me, just little old me that, I mean, I'm nothing special. I, I'm nothing special. I mean, I'm just like every one of y'all, you know. And if he, he loves me enough to completely heal my heart, I haven't taken my medicine in a week, and I feel great. I feel great. I am, I am better than ever, you know. And if, if, if God loves me that much, I mean, he loves you that much, you know. I mean, He's a good God, and he's so merciful, and, and I don't know what else say. That's awesome. Thank you. Give it up for Stephanie one more time, y'all. <laughs> Powerful. Powerful. It's not a theory, everyone. It's not a theory. It's not, well, I know God can heal. Maybe one day we'll see him do it. It's happening. Amen. We've seen it happen. You don't believe that? Come to a miracle night and see if it won't happen again. It is happening. My final challenge for this point before we go to point number three to close out, if you are seeking that healing or maybe you're standing in the gap for a loved one and maybe you're doubtful or discouraged or you feel like her, I've never had a miracle, I can't receive one, I want to challenge you to remember two things. Number one, remember that he can do it. Stand on his word. Stand on the testimony you've heard. Remember, he can do it. And number two, I want to challenge you, believe that he wants to do it. Believe he wants to. The Lord delights in his children and he loves to heal. And again, am I saying that if you ever bump your elbow or get a cold, you're not in the will of God and you don't have enough faith? No, I'm not saying that. Paul and Timothy in the Bible got sick. I get sick from time to time. Anybody else? So I'm not saying that it'll never be a single issue, but I am saying that I will always ask for healing. I will always stand on his word. I will always believe that he can and believe that he wants to because I know he is Jehovah Rapha, the healer of our bodies. I've seen him do it, and I know he can do it again, time and time again. Point number three to end us out today. He is the healer of our soul. Thank you, Lord. He is the healer of our soul. If you're a little bit analytical, you may be going, well, point number one, he was the healer of brokenness. 
you know, spiritual and mental, and now he's the healer of our, of our soul. What's the difference? Where's the distinction between the two of those? Here's the distinction I'm going to make today. He is Jehovah Rapha, the healer of our brokenness when life has made a mess out of us. When you are broken, when you're at the bottom of the barrel and you've been beat down so much, he is the healer of our brokenness when life has made a mess out of us. He is Jehovah Rapha, the healer of our souls, when we've made a mess out of life. When we have strayed away, when we've wandered off, when we've got caught up in sin, when our souls are far away from him, when we're up to our neck in our own stupidity and our own mistakes, he is the healer and the restorer of our souls. Why? Because he's just that good. Because he loves you just that much. Jehovah Rapha, in the Hebrew, used in this context, Jeremiah 3, verse 22. Jeremiah 3, 22. It says, my wayward children, another translation would say, my backslidden children, come back to me and I will heal your wayward heart. Yes, we're coming, the people reply, for you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord, our God. Isaiah 61, verse 1. Isaiah 61, verse 1 in the New King James. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to teach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound up. What's so amazing about that scripture, and it's my favorite one in the whole sermon today, because we've been reading a lot about Old Testament and Hebrew and everything like that, but in Isaiah 61, do you know who that scripture was referring to? 700 years before the New Testament even came, it was talking about Jesus prophetically, about the Messiah. This scripture was intentionally included in the word to show us that Jesus himself, the author of the new covenant, the one who died on that cross and rose from the dead so we may be right with God, he is Jehovah Rapha, the healer of our souls. Can I be honest? This point speaks to me so much because I've been here. I know the Lord shakes his head at me quite a bit. I know the Lord sometimes goes, why on earth is he doing that? Why is he acting that way? Even when you've been a pastor, yes, especially when I've been a pastor. Y'all, the enemy attacks your pastors too. I can promise you we're not immune to it. I can tell you there have been times I have backslidden. I've grieved the spirit. I've disobeyed, I've got caught up in sin, I have let the Lord down so much again and again, but yet still somehow, some miraculous way, the creator of the universe, the only true holy one, the one who looks at me and holds my fate in his hand, he sees me and he says, hey, I still want you. I still love you and I'm still not done. Yes, you were a, a knucklehead, <laughs> but I have not counted you out yet, and it's time to come home. It's time to come home. 
That's why when Jesus told the disciples in Luke chapter 10, he told them, don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your name is registered in heaven. For a while, I didn't understand that scripture, but the older I get and the more mistakes I make, I begin to realize that the true miracle is that my name is registered in heaven. <laughs> the true miracle is that people like you and people like me, the motley crew that we are, Jesus looked at us and said, I want them. I want them, and because I am Jehovah Rapha, the healer of their souls, I choose them if they choose me. So to end out, and I'm going to invite the band to come on up to the stage. To end out, here's my final word of this sermon for you. My final word that I want to give you today. If this applies to you, if you've wandered a little bit in your soul, if you've got off track, maybe you've backslidden, if any of this applies to you, here's my word today. Come home. Come home. Jehovah Rapha is waiting on you. Did you make a mess out of things? Yeah, you did. Do you have to pay the consequences? Sometimes, yeah, but that doesn't matter now. Come home to the Father. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the one who can restore you, who can heal you of your wayward soul, of your brokenness, and heal you in your body. Would you be willing to stand up with me today? I know it's lunchtime. If you're able to stick around for just a few more minutes, we'd appreciate it. If you can't, that's okay. Pastors, prayer partners, would you just come up to the stage and fill up the altars? I know we already had an altar call earlier, but I still don't think God is done, so we're going to offer prayer again. Thank you, Lord. And out there, as, as our worship team begins to play, would you just bow your head and close your eyes? I want to speak to several people today. First off, and this is something that I'm going to include in every sermon ever that I preach. Some of you are in here today and you say, I do not truly know Jehovah Rapha. I hear you talk about him, but I have not received salvation in him. And I am here to tell you that just like we read about in Isaiah, he died on that cross to pay the price for your sins so that you can know him. And today is your day to receive him as your savior. For some of you in here, what spoke to you was that he is the healer of your brokenness. You say, my heart is weary. My mind is exhausted. I'm tired. I'm burned out. I'm discouraged. And I need a fresh touch from Jehovah Rapha. Maybe what spoke to you was the idea of the roots and you say, I've got all these things that I'm dealing with and I need to address the root and receive true, actual healing. Some of you in here today, what the Lord is speaking is you need a physical healing. You need to believe that he can and believe that he wants to or you need to stand in the gap for a loved one. And then finally, some of you in here today, your soul needs healing. You wandered away, you made some mistakes. You're running and you're running and he's saying right now, just come home, come home today. I don't know where you are, but I do know that Jehovah Rapha is in this room. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of the God who heals is here today. Will you receive it? 
or will you reject it? That's the question. So as we begin to worship, if you need prayer for any of these things or anything I didn't say, even if I missed it, Jehovah Rapha is here and he's ready to work. He just needs you to receive right now as the band begins to play. Would you step forward if you need prayer right now? Would you step forward and receive it? And if not, you're welcome to stay and worship with us. But if you need prayer, would you step forward and receive it today? Receive your touch.